I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of the wedding session with me and Kelly is back. Hello. (laughs) So uh, obviously we were... I don't want to say ghosted the internet, but we weren't as available the last few weeks. But now mm-hmm. we're back on a roll, and Kelly has now returned to the, the land surface. of the living. Yes. <laughs> uh, so before we start the podcast, I just want to point out that uh, we talked, I think, for close to forty minutes before this podcast because we haven't been communicating as much for two reasons. One. Uh, work just got crazy busy and then you got sick right so. I did it's so true actually dude I think we've been talking for almost an hour before we actually hit play on this yeah and <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting because on the office ladies podcast which I religiously listen to uh she also made like um one of the girls on there uh she made a good point that they do the podcast together but they are like best friends as well in real life so they mm-hmm. always talk about work and they're always t- texting or talking about the podcast and then but you forget that like when you're working and you're like really good friends best friends you have other things to talk about so. oh we had like a massive download right before we <laughs> before we hit play like it was because I I haven't really yeah I haven't really seen you in like what two-ish two-ish weeks what we do which is rare yeah, yeah, which is which is really really rare. So even talking every day, like we're mm-hmm. I talk with you more than I talk with my husband, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so it was just it was really weird. So then seeing you today, I was like, I see your face. I have so many. I have so many things. To st- I saw all I these people. I did all these things. There's just so much. So yeah, it's it's definitely good to be back and like feeling a million times better and ready to ready to get this wedding season under under control. <laughs> That's I a guess. good word for it. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, uh, we got to rein these puppies in a little bit there. It's getting a little a little crazy. So It's getting crazy, but we like it and we're excited for 2022. Mm-hmm. But it is probably one of the biggest – it is the biggest season we're ever going to take on as uh, our own company. We've mm-hmm. taken on, you know, busy stuff before with the butler, did it catering, of course. But we were just one cog in the system, yes. right? And so it's – It's a visual term there. It is, right? I yes, we were just we were a just, piece. We were just like a little spoke in the whole wheel. <laughs> I mean, we were the loudest spokes, of course. Of but course, yeah, we were definitely. Of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's weird because yeah, we're we were so used to being with like I guess a larger group, larger company, mm-hmm. and so even though it seemed like a lot of staff were like, yeah, you know, like it's no big deal. It's just another season. Where for us, mm-hmm. this is like we're so excited for where our company is going and what we're mm-hmm. you know like what we're able to accomplish this year. So yeah, but it's um. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm really excited, but I'm also slightly shitting my pants. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a year. <laughs> yes. Uh and so I'm going to take this opportunity on the podcast. We obviously downloaded quite a bit of stuff that we really don't want to share with the world. <laughs> but I do want to note Bendiza Bridgerton came out finally. Oh. And 
Of course, my TV's on the fritz. It only works sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been watching it on my smaller TV or on my phone. Uh, but I am, I powered through to episode five and I, I had to go to sleep. Like I, I just couldn't stay up at you two. You all like five episodes in one go? Oh yeah. Oh, you haven't oh, started it. You it's, I started it at, you know, nine 30 at night and that, that was a mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> Your first I like, problem. Maybe Your I can watch a little bit. Oh no. Oh no. no oh, no, the no, slow no. burn. Oh, oh, I know. I'm basically, I haven't started it yet because I know I'm going to have to dedicate a day. I'm just going to have to dedicate oh. a day. Like a Saturday is written off. Sunday is written off. Real, you be quiet. You just play your game in the corner, like of like Mama's watching uh, her show. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what? I was watching it in season and episode five. There, there's kind of this pivotal moment, and Tim was on night shifts, and he told me it was potential that he could come home between twelve and three in the morning, and so I'm sitting there, and now I got this weird feeling, like, oh my god, he's gonna walk in, and I'm gonna be watching this not smut but passionate scenes. Let's be real, okay? It's it's chiclet and they always have crazy porn scenes. <laughs> but there hasn't been any like nakedness yet, just a little like showcase of his butt at one point, but like it's half, just funny like that this guilt is like oh, <laughs> I'm going to get caught. <laughs> I think it was wasn't it on the first it was the first season for those of you that have not watched You Live Under a Rock, but I think it was the first season where I think it was like episode six where everyone's like, mm, do not watch this with your parents. Your parents, was, your parents. Don't yeah. watch this with your family. Don't watch this with kids. Like episode six is just literally it starts and ends with just so much of the sex. <laughs> and then so and much skin so, is so much. showing. Was, oh my god, it was ridiculous. And um yeah, I I didn't know that. So I'm watching it with my mom because we love we love all of these like the Regency era stuff. Obsessed yeah. with Jane Austen, like we loved all that stuff. So we're watching it, and all of a sudden I was like, uh, "Mom, I don't think you're old enough to watch this." <laughs> right? Like, I know. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh wow, they're doing it again. Okay. Now they're on the I probably. <laughs> I've probably mentioned this on this podcast before, but it's such a weird memory that sticks out in my brain is I was grounded one time my entire teenage years once. I was a pretty good kid and I honestly can't even remember what it was for. So I was home for the weekend with Mm -hmm. my dad and my stepmom and my my siblings. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there's no phones to, you know, diddly dally on. So he said, come watch a movie with your family, my dad. And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there and it was uh, something's got to give. And it's Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton, I believe. Uh, isn't there so a I'm like, there? I'm 15 or 16 at this point. Yeah, there's like a scene with scene. old people, I want to say. And I'm just sitting there sinking in my seat You're with like, my dad and stepmom. You know, like a normal kid would just got up and left. But I think that was part of the punishment is to watch this stupid He's movie. like, I'm that. sitting here watching this like sex scene with my parents. Oh, see. Like I could have left to go read a book or but no, draw no, or I'm, some shit. But I were you stuck sitting in the middle of them too? Or you're just no, like. No, our couch is big because we're a family of eight. But it was. <laughs> it was, so sorry, seven, there were seven my, of us, but, uh, yeah, yeah, my my dad has the most amazing timing. We could be watching a show. Okay, so so I'm gonna date myself a little bit. I remember mm-hmm. when I was little, and we were watching an episode of Dawson's Creek, and the one episode where I think it was Pacey and the teacher, which was a super controversial, and is still controversial because let's be real, she's in okay. a position of, of you know superiority, but well, blah, blah, blah. um. Anyway, so Pacey and the teacher are hooking up 
And the whole episode, it's an hour episode. And that one scene, I shit you not, is like 45 seconds. And guess who rolls into the room as we're watching that one scene? I was like, oh, for frick's sake, dad. And he did it all the time. We'd be watching any show. It's a two-hour movie. And my dad walks in and the 30 seconds, there's a sex scene. He's like, what are you watching? And we're like, nothing. Honestly, nothing. (laughs) Leading up to this point, it was not the naughty stuff. They're just kissing a lot. Lying down. It's fine, Dad. Anyways, yeah, so I always thought that Kissing was really funny. Horizontally. There's a horizontal tango. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was always my funny thing. So, of course, watching Bridgerton with my mom, and I was like, well, uh, and then you know Dad's going to walk in. Garen Frigantine. And how do you explain to your dad that this is like Regency smut? I don't know. You can't. It's not easy. Anyway, that's just a t- like a small nugget of what Kelly and I can go on and a tangent, but I think this podcast we should use a bit of a platform to get those things out. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. just random little pieces of thought that we had in the day. Yes. Whether I texted you at one a.m. or five yeah. a.m. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And I mean, it's all for like, like I watch Bridgerton now because I love the show, but I'm looking looking at it like, oh yeah, wedding, like oh people would love mm. this, whatever. And then I, you know, and then you see your grace the whole time and you're like I can't not <laughs> I can't not yes. and then for the next month every time we all says something you'll grace yes of course you'll exactly. grace <laughs> there's this really funny um Instagram kind of thing online where um like women who are readers and writers uh, go mm-hmm. and try to turn their husbands into their book boyfriends. It's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you love me today? It's like, well, and then you'll hear the husband just re- react like a normal thing. Right. Yeah. And she's like, don't you yearn for me? Don't you burn for me? <laughs> and then I saw one where he said, she said, grab my chin and lift it up to kiss me. And then he just like smoked her head all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I feel like yeah. yeah, reality versus literature. It's so not the same. <laughs> It's not. The expectations are are, are not the same. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, let's let's roll into the topic today. Bring it back. Bring, bring it, it back, back. Bring it back. Yeah. Um. So today we want to highlight a topic that we talk about all the time. Uh, we absolutely understand the minute, the, like to the minute you get married, like the ring, the ring is on and the floodgates open, and everybody congratulates you, and they want to jump in with advice. And how can I help? <laughs> and oh yeah. oh yeah, it can go one of two ways, right? It can go as like you are you, the bride, the groom, whoever you may be, are the alpha, and you delegate a bunch of tasks to everyone that may or may not want that job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Or it's the other way around, where you have this really big heart, or you're a little introverted, and you want to give your loved one something to do, uh, but then they kind of bully you over with their quote unquote help and suggestions with the air quotes you can't see me but I'm doing the air quotes with help and suggestions yes yes yeah for sure for sure it's uh it's it's tough because we obviously we we are we've both been married so we also appreciate this on a personal level too but like you you want to be able to feel like you are including your your family as much as you can but um it's a it's a fine line between listening, acknowledging, as well as like maybe you know, and taking what you can, and then mm-hmm. kind of like making it fit for you. So, mm-hmm. basically, our topic today is how to include your loved ones in a wedding. And some people are like, they're not included. <laughs> like they're gonna show up on the day, and they're just gonna have to uh, stick with it. And some people are like, I'm gonna have my entire village come help me, and we're mm-hmm. gonna break down 
why, like how some of that's good and how some of that's not so good and mm-hmm. ways that you can kind of incorporate your family and your loved ones um, so that they feel part of the day, but also that you also maintain your sanity because let's be real. Mm-hmm. Planning a wedding is stressful and we all know about this. So we want to make sure you are enjoying the overall process, but sometimes you gotta, sometimes you just gotta tell mom not right now. So throughout this podcast, we will probably mostly referring to your parents as the loved ones in this Mm -hmm. scenario. It could be anybody. It could be a best friend. It could be a sibling. It could be your maid of honor that got married last year and knows everything. Uh, (laughs) That doesn't happen (laughs) at all. Um, uh, So, you know, just we'll probably use the word term parent a lot, but just put that loved one in your life that would most likely be supporting you because Mm -hmm. we want to preface this that we are open to having these people in your life that care for you be a part of your wedding day. And that's kind of one of our main selling points is that we're not here to take away the joy of planning from your parents. Mm-hmm. We're here to help control what capacity they provide. <laughs> and we also don't want them doing the grunt work on the day, which is a very high level theme in this <laughs> podcast yes. is because your mom knows how to light a candle, but so do 10 year olds or so do us. So do people that work. Like It's not yeah. a skill that is specific to your, your parents or mm-hmm. who that person may be. So we're here to just find ways that you can include them, but maybe not in the ways that you are originally thinking to save costs. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we're going to start right of the floodgates with all the things that aren't are on our no-no list for letting your parents or friends and family do on your wedding day itself. Like these, it doesn't matter who they are in life or how organized they are or how much they want to do it. This is a major, like, we're not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you shouldn't let this happen because there is absolutely no way it's going to end up in a positive space for you. And, and, mm-hmm. and it will never turn out to be like, that went great. I guarantee you it will not. (laughs) So uh, first of all, I want to start with the list of don't let your friends and family set up your decor on your wedding day. Okay. We have (laughs) done a few in the past where we were little baby itty bitty planners and it never goes well. And the reason is because we set up decor on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. in wedding season. They have set up decor for a Christmas party at their house for 10 people. Now you're talking 100, 150 with catering components, with tables and chairs. And it just spirals very quickly. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I, I I have a story that I always reference about this. And it's about a wedding that I actually, I helped you with, Tarina. Yeah. That's and the one I always refer yeah, to as well. Yeah. 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 And um, <clears throat> which I was very happy to help with. And it was just mm-hmm. setting up the decor. And I was still at the beginning of my career where, of course, you know, we always talk about this. Like when you begin, you're like, I'll do anything and everything just so that I can get that experience going. And what ended up happening was she had a whole bunch of, I was there, that site visit was like two and a half hours because that's how much stuff that she had accumulated over her engagement and that she wanted all set up, which was not a big deal. But mm-hmm. the fact was, is that she said, don't worry about it. I'm going to have a whole bunch of people that can come and help you. And I was like, okay, great. Because you have so much shit here <laughs> that <laughs> it will literally take me a day to set up and a day to take down. And when they arrived, bless their hearts, there was, it was all of the men in her entire life, dad, brothers, <laughs> cousins, nephews, 
I don't know, street kids, who the hell? Like, it was just so many freaking people that were there. I think she gave me 15 people. 15 oh, people. No. <laughs> and and while that seems like, wow, what a crew, I can tell you it was very, very challenging because I spent more time having to – I spent time having to tell them how to do something. I had to mm-hmm. show them how to do something. I had to correct them how to do something and get them to redo it again mm-hmm. instead of just having – a team of people that knew what the heck they were doing. And I'd be like, you do that, you do that, you do that. And in an hour, Mm -hmm. I have seen how much we've been able to accomplish setting up. So it was, it was very tough having volunteers, that volume of volunteers. Yeah. Or (laughs) Um, the other one that we always, I always like to reference as a wedding we did at Riverway. And I'm sure we've talked about on this podcast is mm -hmm. the bride had an aunt who had a great eye for design. Mm -hmm. Well, the major problem that took place is that the runners they, they had table runners and yeah. we didn't know this because I was leading the decor with them. And we in the industry know that the table runners have to be delivered like four or five days before because they get put out before the catering settings go down because mm-hmm. now there's cutlery and um, like plates and glassware and the runners mess up <laughs> if you mm-hmm. don't have them down first. It's like, you know, layering a cake kind of thing, right? Layering yeah. a table. Uh, so the of course – you have left your family and friends to be in charge of the decor. But when things go wrong, who do you think manages that <laughs> phone call? It's not us because we're mm-hmm. the planners. We don't know the answer to this. It's, it yeah. would be someone in charge of the decor, but there is nobody in charge. So it gets sent to you, the yes. couple, the bride, the groom. So imagine, so like imagine you're getting your hair and your makeup done. You've got curlers on. You've got somebody putting like your your mascara on, and you're getting a phone call no. from someone being like, "Oh, where do I put the runner on the table? Because the tables are now rectangular; they're not round." We mm-hmm. talked about round tables. You're like, uh, "I literally cannot go anywhere." Yes, yeah, you're stuck. You're just now you're stressed getting your mm-hmm. makeup and hair done, or mm-hmm. um, you're having breakfast with your family, or you know, actually they're setting up. So no, you're having mm-hmm. breakfast with your girls, and you're just trying to sort out. Like the table sizes, well, you don't know unless you're in this industry, you would have no idea that a linen of 120 inches would go on a five foot table. Like you wouldn't know that, right? Or what size or maybe the runners are wrinkled and you had no clue till you till they pulled them out. So when you walk into your space, it's gonna be wrinkled. Anyway, we can go on and on about we this. Can go but on. we have so many different <laughs> examples of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. But we typically next- say that we don't allow that to happen. Um, and most of our clients are fine with it when we kind of dive into it. When we, yeah, once we break it out, they usually kind of get it. The other mm-hmm. one too also is your your teardown. So sure, you mm-hmm. had craziness setting everything up. Okay, great. Everything is good and it looks, it looks, it looks okay. It looks good. You're happy with how it looks. But the teardown itself. So remember, you guys have been probably up since the butt crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, you are running all around. Um, again, we're going to assume this is mom and dad that are doing this because they love you and they want to help. So your parents have been up all morning. They made you breakfast. They had to go to the venue. They had to set up all your decor. They had to come back, shit, shower, and shave so they could be presentable (laughs) for your ceremony, walk you down the aisle, host your entire, you know, your wedding, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. be part of the dancing, be part of the speeches, be part of all that stuff. And then at 1030 at night, they need to go back, change into their Lululemon so that they could come back to the venue so that they could tear all your shit down because you didn't hire a day, a teardown team. So Mm -hmm. now they're tired. Now they are maybe cranky because they're allowed to be cranky (laughs) and they are just throwing shit in bins, you know, Mm -hmm. and because they're tired, it's been a really long day for them. Well, you want to make sure that if you decided that you wanted to collect all of your decor items that you want to sell later on on Facebook, you need to make sure you're taking care of all that stuff because if you throw that shit in a bin, 
How much of that's going to get broken? How much of that's going to have wax all over the place? Then you got to clean it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting things away properly, like that's just such an important thing. And when you're tired, you don't care. It is two in the morning. I'm, I'm sober now. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm I don't sober care with anger. I, I'm just full of anger. I don't care. I don't care what this looks like anymore. <laughs> you know, so. sober with anger. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's exactly it. And I think the takeaway to remember is that your parents won't remember the joyful speech that was given Mm -hmm. that they gave or that the first dance that they had they'll remember all the work that they did on before and after and in the and you know in the beginning and after they're like oh it's fine but when they reflect on your wedding they'll just remember how tired they were versus Mm -hmm. enjoying and being present in the space and hosting their family and friends so that's something to really think about is like why would you give them the grunt work of course they can do it but they can, of course, enjoy themselves. <laughs> and right. we'd rather the latter, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I always kind of revert back to a wedding I attended as a guest where the family had a Christmas tree farm. Really cool. And they basically made the venue in four days, which minus 30 degree weather, by the way. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So they spray foam the interior of this venue. And I saw it on Instagram and I messaged someone I knew in the family. I'm like, is this happening now? And they said, don't get me started. I'm like, Uh okay. And now I can go on and on about it. But the takeaway from that is um, one, the groom's family showed up, were guests, hosted everybody, gave a beautiful heartfelt speech and enjoyed the family and really had a great time. And they remember that. Bride's family worked, made a venue, cleaned up. I saw the dad take out the garbage a couple times from the bar and their speech was Uh, I don't want to say lackluster. It just felt exhausted. That's what it felt like to me. It was like, yeah, thanks for coming. We did the spray foam and uh, we love you guys. It's like, (laughs) okay, well, the DJ DJ could have said something nicer than that. (laughs) So (laughs) They're probably like, thanks for coming out. Drink all the beer. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Pretty much. That's what it was. I saw them sitting just eyes glazed for like a long day of work. And they were farmers, right? Like they're used to this grunt work. So it's just like, if a person like that is tired, (laughs) you got to consider why (laughs) and they didn't get to enjoy themselves as much and of course they might not say that but uh being a pro I can see it that their eyes were just they were just tired (laughs) they were just done they were just done yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah for Mm -hmm. sure so Um, other kind of big pieces oh go ahead I was just gonna say I actually have see this is how many stories we have guys like (laughs) we just have so many freaking like instances where like please 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 don't do this okay my last story for this topic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did a what I did it when I was with the butler and I did a site visit at the venue and they did not have a decor team set up. And at nine in the morning on the day of the wedding, the venue's like, who is setting up all the tables and the chairs? And so the bride with her curlers on oh my and the bridesmaids. Oh, I do know this story. And the parents, her parents, because it was they didn't want to have like they didn't she didn't want to see her groom, so she couldn't even have the guys come and help. They had to roll out all the tables and the chairs and set everything up so that the day, the the catering team could come in and actually like drop the linen and do all this stuff and the floors could come and drop the flowers. Like that is that is literally the sort of stuff that happens if you're not if you don't have like an actual professional team in place. Because if you're just yeah. relying on if you're just relying on it to happen or if you haven't confirmed with the venue or or if you're like, oh yeah, well, well, it's fine, we'll just figure it out, we'll set it up ourselves, then be prepared to throw on your sandals with your hair and curlers so that you could set up your tables. Like yes. I would lose my mind. Oh that would be like sure. the craziest thing ever. I'm like, we're we're Worse. picnicking at the park. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, guys? Like if you 
can't get around the idea of paying for a decor team to set up for a large event, then maybe don't host a large event or Mm -hmm. don't have decor. (laughs) It's that simple. Like remove these pieces because to combine your low budget with no staff is worse. (laughs) So just go simpler. Go with what the venue has. Go with the venue that already has stuff in place that has candles. Great. I'll go with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't have this expectation of transforming the space if you're not willing to consider the costs that are associated with it exactly yeah Yeah. okay so that's our decor speech we'll get off our soapbox now okay (laughs) that could have been a whole podcast of the why you do not oh my god and i feel like we've done it before (laughs) (laughs) oh for sure oh we've definitely brought this in a in many other topics because it is so important we're very passionate about this issue so yeah you know yeah um another thing and this actually happened to a wedding of mine and (laughs) kelly knows this groom (laughs) is that he got the bride's mom and aunt to cook 30% of the food for the wedding at the venue. And <sighs> we re- and the, here's the here's the messed up part about that whole thing is that we worked for a catering company that he also worked for but he wanted to save money on food costs. Granted her mom was a very good cook. It was ethnic um very specific to like this region in um, yeah, Africa. And uh yeah, he's like it'll be fine. I'm like, "Really?" really 300 people it'll be fine it was a lot it was a lot and that's such a huge request like massive you know you could ask you could ask your mom to be like mom can you please make me your lasagna for my birthday because i just love your lasagna but there's six of us so that's a totally doable request acceptable could you please roll up your sleeves get behind (laughs) the grill and make me food for 300 people for my wedding uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Did you miss the speech? Yeah. Um, it's okay. Um, I got somebody on a, on a, on a phone cause we didn't want to get a videographer either. So like you can watch it on my phone after if you want. Oh, it yeah. didn't save. Okay. So sorry, mom. It looks like you totally missed out on all those speeches and you missed the mm-hmm. cake cutting too. And I know that was really important to you, but thanks yeah. for making our dinner. By the way, yeah. it wasn't cooked all the way. Oh, cause <laughs> there's 300 people and there's one of you. Weird. Weird. Just so messed up. Like the space they had had a commercial kitchen. And so that was his like theory behind it all. It was just like so silly. It's like, how about you just not serve a full buffet dinner? Like maybe you just go with burgers and hot dogs at this point because yeah, that's or better than putting oh. your mom to work. <laughs> like, yes. If you yeah. can't afford to feed your guests, reduce your guest count or change the menu. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Get a food don't truck. invite that many people. Get a just food truck a or food change truck. it to a cocktail style nine o'clock. <laughs> Done. Done. Five appetizers. <laughs> Eat dinner before you come. We're gonna party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. There's just so many different. There's so many different ways that you can kind of go around it. So when whenever we see this, whenever we see these instances happen, we're just like, gently pick up our mouth off the floor and <laughs> just be like, I can't even. I don't even know what you want me to say. Like, mm-hmm. ah, ah. <laughs> so that's only happened to me once in my career, but I, I, you know, we would not advise for your family members to cook for your wedding day. I, I've yeah. also heard of this potluck thing for weddings, and I think that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, hey, come to my I... wedding and bring me a gift, but also bring me a dish. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Also, you I can't control to... the dietaries, though. You can't control it. I know you it. can't. You can't. It's like I have, it's a yeah, wedding. <laughs> I, have, I have major issues with the with the um yeah with the potluck style you could do a potluck for your rehearsal you could do a potluck really? for your any, gift any other event for your, for your wedding itself like I, I watched I read this one article and I wanted to like yell through the screen because they were like oh these are all the ways that I had like a, I did my wedding for like six thousand dollars and I'm yeah. like first of all this must have been in like 1990 secondly <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading all of her stuff and I was like so you basically cheaped out on 
and and I know that <clears throat> some people do focus on there are certain priorities, and we could totally get that. There are some things that are important to your day. You should focus your budget on that. But there mm-hmm. are some things like catering. Obviously, we're always going to advocate for because at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit what dress you wore. They want to no. know how the food was. They want to know what the bar was like. They want to know what the overall vibe is, and we'll always remind you that all the time. Mm-hmm. She ended up having like. She was bragging about how she had like 30 people at her wedding. Like it was small, but she had 30 yeah. people at the wedding and they all brought some food, different kinds of food. And it was in the middle of a field somewhere. So people had to like traipse across a grassy knoll so that they could come and sit on mismatched chairs. And I was like, okay, yeah. that's kind of cute, yeah. I guess. But yeah. everything was so like, it just, it was a little, it was very, very frustrating to read because it was really, um, it was uh, it was kind of advocating for all the stuff that we say don't do. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a, reading it was a well-known article. Articles. It was like a well-known magazine. I was like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> like, when you're reading those things, be like, where's the guest experience? Because that's the mm. one big king yeah. thing that they miss. It's like, did any of your guests enjoy that wedding? Because I could full up tell you the answer would be no. <laughs> right? No, so. I mean, you might have one or two that are really into the adventure. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like I'm all about, rep- you know, the overall day should absolutely represent the couple themselves. But you also mm-hmm. have to remember, if you've got a grandma in a wheelchair you think she's yeah. going to enjoy off-roading so she can get to no. your far off reception <laughs> because you found a field where nobody was going to bust you for setting up a long table okay great that's fine then who mm-hmm. cleans up at the end you think well, the that's our other do that? is don't let your family members or friends clean up the dishes oh. when you look at a catering bill you think okay maybe i'll just scratch you know i got people that can do that okay well <laughs> So many things wrong with that statement. But your guests did not pay $100 for their dress. Get up and do their hair and makeup. Mm. Take the day off from work. Come out and give you $100 in your card to clean up fucking dishes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Or like get a babysitter. Like, you know, like a Mm -hmm. lot of... You know, a lot of my my friends, obviously, we're all like, you know, we're all over 30, over 35, let's be real, we're all over <laughs> 35. And we're all like, okay, so, you know, I, I it's, it's, I'm so excited for your day, but I didn't come here to work. I came here to enjoy myself because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm going to have to sit here and clean up the dishes after, I'm going to leave after the first dance. <laughs> Yes. See you later. Yeah. Oh, no, before that. See you later. Yeah. See you never. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dessert buffet. Bye bye. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. eat it. I'm gonna get Ooh. McDonald's. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Anyways, we're getting we're getting really colorful about this just because it's just something that we have seen happen, and it's so frustrating to see because you think your family wants to be part of the day and help you, but I can guarantee you that the last thing that your your bridesmaids want to be doing is getting up in their $300 dress with their (laughs) manicured nails and sit there and grab a whole bunch of plates off the table, scrape it all off, rinse it all off, and then hand wash that so that they can return it back to the rental company. Like, why? Why would you do that? And most people don't like, we're getting a bit detailed here, but most people don't know how to clear dishes at a catered event, right? Like Mm -hmm. a restaurant knows because they have a clear statement of where the dishwasher is and they have a system in place but when you're mm-hmm. in a field in the middle of nowhere how are those dishes and everything packed up properly so that the rental company can pick it up and not overcharge you later for breakage or food being on the plate anything like that you would only know this if you've worked in catering for years <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly where does your yeah. garbage go where do your where does your recycling go where does all that stuff yeah. go listen all to our things. next Listen to our episode our about, previous, the, out- last week. Uh, <laughs> about our, the outdoor tent. If you haven't listened to that, listen to one before this. 
ranty yeah. episode and it will tell you all about the things you need to know about an outdoor event <laughs> yeah. oh yeah we were got a little ranty well we are in that well we always are but well, hey we're, we're here to break down the truth real. guys okay we're not That's here to real. sugarcoat it okay yeah yeah <laughs> right. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, another big piece is okay so how do i explain this delicately so if you are setting up a venue and i think we possibly touched this touch base on this on the last podcast is don't have your wedding party set up the tables and chairs on your wedding day. So we have a client actually that booked us specifically for this thing <laughs> that happened mm-hmm. to her on a wedding. So she was attending a wedding. The ceremony was in one place and it mm-hmm. had to be flipped to reception. Mm-hmm. And the bride said, my bridal party is going to flip the tables and chairs. You, you know which bride this is. This is the story she told me. And she was just absolutely horrified of course she did it because she loves her and she's her friend but she's like i did not have fun the rest of the wedding because i was just so tired from and it was frustrating because nobody there was no leader right so you can have your wedding party perhaps set up the day before and maybe take down the day after but do not do it during the wedding that is outrageous and i say with caution the day before because even then. The big takeaway is you need a you need a leader. You need someone who knows what they're doing and that can bark orders. Yeah. Because yes. if you have five idiots setting up tables and chairs. Oh, chair, man. Well, it's like it's And let's like do it this way. Let's do it this way. Oh, let's just do gosh. it according to my plan. Well, it's even it's even like the, the story that I told earlier about like the 15 volunteers that very kindly mm-hmm. donated their time, which was really great. You know, you you know that half of them were voluntold to be there. But mm-hmm. you know, like the, I think it was, I think it was the dad of the bride. He's like, well, now what do we do now? What do we do? And I was like, well, you have to redo what I told you to do. Cause you did it wrong. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, and then they're all, then all of a sudden they took it upon themselves to start doing other stuff. And I was like, no, I'm the one who's in charge right now. And I'm telling you, you need to not do that right now. We need to do this first. You're right. If you don't have somebody mm-hmm. like you, you, there's too many chefs in the kitchen with like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like exactly. who's in charge here? Like nobody knows what's going on. Could you imagine that bridal party being like, okay, we're setting up round tables. Well, in, dresses. in what, in what yeah. shape like how is it supposed to look like mm-hmm. is it are we doing a head table are we doing a, a king table are we is it sweetheart exactly. table like i don't know i don't know nobody told me anything and of course it won't turn out the way you like because there's no passion behind it no, they're just doing yeah, it as a favor to you they don't care right so you know they're just throwing shit on there that oh, could you imagine all those linens everything's like off center and everything yeah. like you can see it a, a table leg and a chair leg from the the, the chair covers because nobody gave a shit. They didn't care. Nobody cared. No. Or like, or the name cards that you spent meticulous hours on are just thrown out or mm. they're forgotten because they're so tiny and they can easily be forgotten in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, where's those or they're running hours yeah, or, the, or could you imagine they're running behind? Cause they're like, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting I had to take off my stiletto so that I could sit here and move tables and shit around. So now, you know, you know what? Yeah. That shit's not going out. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. You kill the tree to make those name cards. I don't care. Yeah. I do not know where they are exactly don't care care. um yeah uh okay so this is this is something that happens on weddings a lot and that's totally fine is that a venue could have an in-house speaker or system that already exists and legit and kelly in my contract we do not manage music it is a task that we are too valuable to be pressing a play and pause button on a phone okay (laughs) well and the thing is is like we understand we know our strengths we know our weaknesses we are not 
We are not AV. We are not no. tech. We are not sound or anything like that. So we are always going to advocate for you to get a proper um, AV technician in there or um, a DJ in there or somebody that can actually like focus and manage because it's not just hitting play. It's like, what if there's feedback? What if the speaker isn't working? What mm-hmm. if the uh, there's no power? What if you lose power halfway through the day? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm busy running around trying to run your wedding. So, yeah. you know, when, when sometimes our clients would be like, oh, can you do it? I was like, well, I can, but that means nobody's walking walking you down the aisle and what's more important to you walking down the aisle or hitting play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick your battles. <laughs> so we oh, so obviously do not assign this to a parent. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Or like the important people that are going to be present in your ceremony. I say assign this to like a preteen that mm-hmm. is too old to be there, but too young to drink. That is mm-hmm. the perfect little window of opportunity to assign them some kind mm-hmm. of responsibility. Uh, the other one is I always, I always say this to our clients and they make them laugh. <laughs> it's like you assign it to a date that is lucky to be there. Okay. <laughs> like you have a, you know, a person that you've invited and they're like, I need to bring my girlfriend and maybe you've met her. Like, you know, they've met her once in the six months. Yeah. So, okay, well you're going to attend my wedding and take that place from somebody. Then I'm going to put you to work. You're going to press play on that button and they do it. No problem. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? They understand. They understand. They got to work for their dinner. Okay. And <laughs> so we always got to throw that joke in there, but it it's not a terrible piece of advice. So. Totally. That's so funny. That's so funny. Exactly. And then if they nail it, then you know that they can stay with the, your person. <laughs> you might be allowed in the family photos, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like initiation. You're initiating. This is how you get into the family. Absolutely. Hit play at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, there's been situations in my like, you know, my family, my in-laws and stuff is uh, the new girlfriends come in. I was the first. I've been in the Taylor family for 12 years, almost mm-hmm. 13. So I've like, I've, I've made my stake. Yeah. I produced an heir. We were good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm set for life. I'm set for life, yeah. guys. I produced, I produced a Taylor to continue with the name. And uh, so when the new girlfriends come in and they're like doing dishes and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're on your best behavior. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, can I clean up? Can I take your plate? Can I have engaging conversation? <laughs> I had Trent at, for six days. He was a little baby and I brought him to Thanksgiving or yeah, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the new girlfriend was blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's so fun. And I looked at my sister-in-law and like, I cannot fucking do this. I just had a baby and I don't really care. <laughs> Talk to one of the other 10 people in this room by me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, you like, can't hold my baby. He's too little and I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I don't I don't know who you are. Yeah. And the filter is gone. There is no filter. None. <laughs> no filter at all. <laughs> you gotta put in the work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's okay. Uh, okay, we got a topic there. Um <laughs> so running. Okay, so don't have your mom be the day of coordinator or the contact because it's gonna go so bad. Ooh, yeah. So JM from IDJ actually said this in a podcast before, and he said that like he had a mom be the day of coordinator, and she missed her daughter's entire wedding. Yeah, and yeah. of course you can do it, but why? Like, what does that cost to you? Like, what is the cost to have your mom present for the wedding day for a day of coordinator? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, and there's levels of coordinators, and you know that you can hire. So I don't. 
that's not to me that's not worth it to put your mom to work to do that I <laughs> know sense. and I feel I feel like it's just like the first thing that you think about because especially if you have a like a really like you've got a really close relationship with your mom mm-hmm. and you know she's just like no I really want to do it I want to take care of everything because she's a mom like I know everything oh. literally yeah. I used to wipe your ass when you're a baby like I know everything yeah. about you I know mm-hmm. I know all the things but realistically like you're right if you if be, there is so much that happens on a day that you don't know because it happens before you arrive on site. There's mm-hmm. sometimes you're, you're even, even the best laid plans, you end up having to put out a few fires. And so like you are potentially sacrificing your time with the overall day because mm-hmm. you are, maybe you're not able to go to the ceremony. You're literally not able to watch your child get married because mm-hmm. you are in the kitchen telling catering, you need to be setting up over here, or you need to tell the DJ, like you're setting up over there, or here's power, or here's this, here's whatever. Or someone's calling you with a stupid random question, like, where does the ice go? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God, the bar. Hello, the bar. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because, you know, unless you're being FaceTimed in, you're missing like what an important, it's such an important day. And the ceremony is of probably the most important part of the overall day that Mm -hmm. for you to be stuck because you're helping your child, like, you know, best, you know, best intentions and obviously you want to help out. But I mean, you're right. How, how much is that? What is that worth to you? Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is worth a planner and you can get just, if you wanted just to get like a a two month coordinator or something like that, like you certainly could. Um, if you wanted to, if you, if you really enjoy the overall planning process, but you need someone on the day, you just need somebody who's not you and even, or like your super qualified organized friend. It's the same thing. Like they, they are not planners. They have, they are not wedding planners. They most Mm -hmm. likely have no idea what to anticipate, even though they're really good at organizing everything. But again, you're, she could be your best friend. Well, she's Mm -hmm. not at your ceremony because she's in the kitchen or Mm -hmm. (laughs) dealing with a DJ or. Well, yeah, like I think um, like Trisha's wedding is a great example that's coming up next year. So of mm-hmm. course I can run that day with my eyes closed and I could, you know, tell people what to do, but I'm not. I don't, no. <laughs> I don't want to. And I, yeah. I would be present in the day. All my friends are there. <laughs> like, yes, all my, course. my husband, exactly. like, you know, people I know, like I want to yeah. talk and chat. I don't want to be like telling catering where to set up. And, yes. uh, you know, so I'm obviously going to pass on that honor to someone else. <laughs> I will. I'll get it there on the planet. Yeah. Actually, I'm guess, so I think it's going to be Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah. And That's I mean, awesome. it's a perfect setting because we can visually see what's going on. So yes, we can continue true. talking. We got eyes open. Help. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. And yeah. here's the other thing too, is that, okay, sure. Your mom is there to help you in the morning. They get everything going. She's able to make it to your ceremony, but she is the point of contact all day. So that mm-hmm. means that she will always be harassed all day like Mm -hmm. for lack of a better you know description because everyone's gonna be like oh I've got a question what about this what about that they're always gonna be always gonna be um asking your mom and then it'll Mm -hmm. be dancing it'll be like okay well hey so-and-so like you know we have questions about like where does the food go after what about this what about that she's like you know what I'm off the clock I'm trying to dance (laughs) get out of here you know so you're always you're basically when you are the point of contact on the day you are on all day all day Bear yeah. that in mind. Get turned off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, vendors are always trying to find you, right? I had a wedding where um, the aunt was a coordinator. I was a, I was in the wedding party and uh, couldn't find her half the wedding because she was, you know, at the bar, like, you know, enjoying herself. And yes, there was no tables for catering. <laughs> so oh I was God. very lucky that I had tables in my truck. I, oh, that my was a super lucky coincidence that I had tables. <laughs> so I had to go back to the bridal suite, grab them, load them in my truck, drive them across the field and set up the catering tables you're like, okay. in my dress. <laughs> you're like, here yeah. I am, guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So 
clearly we're very passionate about the things that we don't want you to go wrong yes. on your wedding day. So um, we're going to, you know, flip the switch here. We're all about that yin and yang here yes. <laughs> in the podcast and our business and how we do things. So we're going to talk about all the ways that we can, you can include your family on your wedding day, because that is important. We want to highlight that it is super important to include your friends and family. Do not just disregard them because they're too much or it's too hard. They are here because they love you and they want to participate, but there are a lot of ways to do it that mm-hmm. doesn't involve them doing, as we call the grunt work leading up to the day. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first part is before the wedding, because there's so many tasks that you can do on the day, but there is a lot of tasks that you can do before the wedding day. Mm-hmm. So the first one is include them in the site visits, because this is an insider you know, scoop of where you're going to get married, right? So I'm going to go to the venue today. Mom, do you want to come? Absolutely, I want to see the space, right? Because yes. then, when you get when they get there on the wedding day, they can show everybody what they mm-hmm. talked about. I got mm-hmm. married at Highcroft, and my mom knew all the secret little places in the in yep. the mansion, and so she was showing her friend, her family, mm-hmm. like, oh, here and that, and this and the other. So, mm-hmm. I always find too, whenever we always encourage having the family members join us on the site visit, because mm-hmm. it's also an opportunity as planners to meet with the family. Especially yeah. if you have maybe um, a younger couple that's getting married so that you mm-hmm. feel, um, obviously as a parent, you want to protect your kids and you want to make sure they're like not being taken for like a ride or anything right. like that. And so yeah. it's always nice to be like, these are the wedding planners that are going to be taking care of us. This is the venue where we're going to be getting married. And so it kind of helps mm-hmm. them to visualize who is going to be helping them on the day because in that way, they might be more inclined to loosen up on the day and be like, you know what? No. I'm not helping you. You have a wedding planner. Let them do it. (laughs) I want to enjoy my day. Or sometimes they're like, oh, my mom or no, my dad is not really convinced that you're needed. Right. And then at the site visit in about 10 minutes, I can explain why. Yes. (laughs) Usually we got a, oh, I'm so glad we hired you. (laughs) You think? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. You always get that moment of epiphany. And then they can ask us questions too, right? Like if they're really concerned and they have some hard hitting question, ask us like we, if we have the ability as your planners to ask any question that we can in our capacity. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is enough to secure a parent's want to have someone help their kid on their wedding day. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one is decor consults. So again, much like the site visit, please, you know, we, we love incorporating parents, guardians, whoever to come to the decor consult as well. I mean, that's, that's a really great opportunity to, to, um, to of course, show the space, see the space if you can, but also um, brainstorm and come up with ideas because, you know, as much as you've been planning this day, so have they. <laughs> and they may have their own ideas of, well, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that or, you know, maybe something you haven't thought about. Like, did you think about the cake? Oh, we're not doing a cake. Oh, wow. Okay, why not? Or, or oh, maybe we'll just do a little small one. Okay. So it, it kind of brings up all these 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 questions and and. It also addresses some traditions that maybe your family are expecting and maybe you're being a little bit more, um, maybe you as a couple want to be a little bit more modern and you might not be doing some things. So that's also the opportunity to be like, just so you know, mom or dad or aunt or grandmother, this is what's up. This is how we're doing it. And so, um, so yeah, so decor consults, another really great way to kind of incorporate um, your, your people because in that way they, again, they're part of the creative process and that's the fun stuff. They love doing the decor stuff. So we want to incorporate them as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, this kind of tags onto the decor consults is like, let them attend the meetings with your vendors. Mm -hmm. We're all pretty friendly people. We are in an industry where we're constantly dealing with multiple personalities on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
I could a great example is the DJ. It may not seem like that big of a gesture, but to have your parents or someone you care about attend the meeting with the DJ mm-hmm. to get a feel for how that fun element of the day is going to be and djs like the ones that we know are passionate about what they do right so if they see that this vendor is passionate about making sure that dad gets to hear the rolling stones while we also mix a little bit of 2010 you know not kind of old school stuff right it's that is kind of fun and i think they'll feel energized and excited but also have a preview to the day and then on the wedding day when they see your dj i mean like hey like we have that consult and like yeah you told me you're gonna play your song and i think that that would just bring so much more of a fun element to your wedding day and it's such a small gesture to have this opportunity to give absolutely yeah for sure yeah Uh, another way to do it actually is to um um to offer them to host the engagement party or your rehearsal dinner um it is a really great way to I mean, I always like to say this is kind of like the first writer refusal. <laughs> so if you want to like, you've got one set of parents wants to do the engagement party and the other set of parents wants to do the rehearsal dinner, you could certainly offer that to them. And it allows them a way to um, to open up their house, quite literally, open up their house to like the bridal party or to, you know, literally. if they have any traveling guests as well as a great way to kind of, you know, incorporate them in the overall experience as well. Um yeah, I, I think it's such a it's such a great way to to incorporate them, and it only and it basically gives them it only really gives them yeah um, one like um, one job. So like if you're just going to focus on the rehearsal dinner, make a really amazing barbecue, or if you wanted to get catering, mm-hmm. or if you want to do something like that, that is a cost associated with that. But that's the only you know that's a way that you can help us with our wedding day, and maybe the engagement party. Maybe there maybe you know, one set of parents is working with like a really, you know, minimal budget because maybe they, you know, they just have financial issues and they still, but they still want to be, they want to be part of the day. They want to help. Maybe they do like a really cool picnic for your engagement party or something like that. So then that way they're still able to support you as a couple and the day itself, but then they can kind of help you in the capacity that they're able to help you with. So. Yeah. And you know, there's way less pressure at an engagement party or rehearsal. Like there is show up, eat, maybe mm-hmm. a toast, and leave. A mm-hmm. wedding has multiple layers that have to be met in a timely manner, all while feeling organically natural and flow of day. So, it, you know, it's way less pressure. They still get all the hosting benefits, and they do see how much work goes into a smaller event. Mm-hmm. So they may think, oh, you know, maybe I'll let the, you know, the pros run the wedding, and I'll just do this kind of smaller part because I already tired from hosting yeah. the rehearsal dinner yeah. engagement party. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you want, we, we always kind of say this delicately, but we want you to give the opportunity to your parents or someone of your family to speak at the wedding. Uh, and they, it doesn't matter if you think that they might not want to give the speech, right? Mm-hmm. They're too shy. Well, you're there. They're your, you're, that you're their kid, right? So I think they might put that away, that piece of their that anxiety. Yeah. yeah, that fear away to say something on behalf of you at your wedding day, this one day. So mm-hmm. you want to have that conversation with them early on and ask them to prepare a speech or a toast or something that they're happy with. Um, we had a wedding where mom and dad couldn't speak for medical reasons. Um, it, it just wasn't going to work out. So the, they wrote a speech and their brother gave it and that was a nice compromise because the family was still speaking to the bride but in a different capacity so you have to really give them that opportunity don't just strike them you're like you're gonna give a speech right like whoa (laughs) like my dad got my dad was given uh the opportunity to give a speech at my stepmom's sister's second wedding okay Mm -hmm. and he was told like 
three days before. But he he's a really good speaker, and I right. completely understand why he was asked. But right. he was grumbly about it, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. He, of course, he killed it. But he's like, I gotta now sit and think this shit through. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, like speech writing is tricky because you want it to be heartfelt you want it to be you, know, you want it to come across as nice if it is a little bit funny then that's great too but you want it to you know you want it to speak nicely towards a couple but it's also like you have to like mentally prepare yourself I know when I've had to do speeches when I've been in weddings or a wedding whatever like I am I'm a bucket of nerves before I go <laughs> up because I'm like I literally I have to go up I've got to say something so you know when you're when you are asking someone it is nice to see like would you like to say something we'd love for you to speak um and then, and then, yeah, you could go from there. You could do, you could ask them to say grace before dinner. That's like, you know, half a paragraph. You could ask them to exactly. say like, yeah. you know, maybe you could do like a quick little welcome speech or housekeeping notes mm-hmm. or something like that's another great way for them to go up and say something. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's tough, but you definitely need to give them time. <laughs> you got <laughs> to get more than three days. <laughs> process it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we say this one with caution because, you know, parents do foot the bill sometimes so they have a bit of a say when it comes to how much they're contributing Mm -hmm. financially we say let them have a small say in the guest list right now my family prime example is they pushed for the guest list to be higher and got to the point where it's like i can't afford this and they're like i'll pay for the table and i said no problem you can have your friends there (laughs) because it's a fine balance of do they know you versus having the people in their life that they want to share their kid's wedding with. Mm-hmm. So you got to teeter on that, mm-hmm. that yep. balance theme of, you know, uncomfortable it's, conversations. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is, it's, it's tough and it is a, it's a tough thing to kind of address. And you're right. If your family is helping you pay for a portion of the wedding, mm-hmm. then, um, then they will definitely have a say and they will have, um, Sometimes you have to listen to them. You got to do yeah. what they say. Um, now, versus good, versus okay. if you are if you are paying for the majority of the wedding and you're like, well, we're paying for everything. You're not paying for anything. You still might want to be open to saying like, okay, you know, sure. If you want to have two couples that you would like to be there at the day, you know, that's that's doable. I can make that happen. Or in your case, like, okay, great. You want to? You've got table eleven and you've got table thirteen. You can Pretty fit eight people happened. there, and that's all you get. <laughs> hundred percent that's what happened and then like another kind of component to consider is maybe your parents are split up right Mm -hmm. mom and dad perhaps dad is remarried and has a partner has a date okay fine they're fine but let's talk about mom how is she feeling on that day does she have you know we have a lot of people that have maybe migrated from here so Mm -hmm. perhaps her family is not here or can't get here Mm -hmm. so you need to think like who would my mom want to bring to the wedding as like a comfort person as a partner Mm -hmm. someone to share the day with and it might be like her best friend from work and you might not know this friend that great in your adult life but your mom will be happy to have that person with them and maybe not feel so awkward and kind of alone which Mm -hmm. is not our intention on the wedding day but it can happen so you have to think of like I don't know this person very well but maybe take the year to get to know them or just Mm -hmm. accept that this is like what's happening and you might just have to smile and nod and say thank you for coming to my wedding just to make your mom happy things like that right so Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, the next one is more for your friends. So mm-hmm. they obviously all want to be part of the day itself and they want to be involved in the overall planning, etc. So maybe ask them to help plan your shower or ha- plan your bachelorette party. 
That's a really mm-hmm. great way for them to all get together and they can, you know, create something totally crazy. They can create something totally like fun, whatever. But that's a really like the girls love, they love doing that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The guys are always a little bit trickier, but you could certainly <laughs> get them to be working on like some tasks or something like that. So maybe, maybe you have some DIY decor items that you need to be making. Maybe you've got like, we're planning on building our arch for the ceremony. Okay, great. You need help setting that up. <laughs> all the boys together in one day and we get you guys to create that arch just so then that mm-hmm. way, again, it's a bit of a bonding experience. It, it, it allows you, maybe your parent is like really, I have one couple, their parent is like, he is a woodworker and he's actually so, so excited to be building this double mountain arch for the, the couple. Like he's so excited. It's like, okay, great. Okay, fabulous. So that is a really great way for them to help out way before the wedding. He could literally do this now. This wedding isn't until the summer. Yes, great. Exactly. Totally fine. Lots of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And to set up an arch on a wedding day, I, if I usually hear a dad with a drill, I'm happy. I can hear yeah. it because I know it's going to be sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> My dad included. <laughs> they always check it. <laughs> it's like revving the car. Yes, we know. Always. Works, every time. Just check. Does it check? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You tell I live in a house with boys. Uh-hoo, anyway, um, and then another one for your friends is to uh, like invitations are kind of an easy one. Is DIY decor items on a fun night? So mm-hmm. I did this for my wedding. Is I got everybody to do the invitations. Uh, my mom made shepherd's pie for everyone, and there was like seven of us, and we wax seal stamped every invitation cool. and stuffed them in envelopes and got them ready. Yeah. So there are you know that's that's months before the wedding. That's yeah. an easy night to give up. And, yeah. you know, provide wine and food and people will yeah. do it. So. I've done my fair share of invitations. I've done my fair share of favors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done my fair share of, uh, like, name cards and stuff like that. And these are all things that you can do beforehand. And it's a really great way to have, like, a little hen party. Have all the girls come over, have yeah. some wine, have some, you know, bubbly, whatever. And you're actually doing something productive for the wedding itself. And and then that way, it's it's a task that you've helped the bride with. Could you could like could you imagine her doing this all by herself? So it's a great way to be to involve them and um, but very minimal. So then that way they're not in their dresses on the day trying to set things up. So that <laughs> and then the the last one we're gonna we'll touch on a little bit is setting up the tables and the chairs cautiously. <laughs> I think we I think we kind of dove into I think it. We, quite we hit this pretty hard. On. We hit this pretty yeah. hard. I think if anything, if you have an opportunity to be setting up, maybe you have an outdoor venue and you can set up and your cere- your wedding is on Saturday, you could set up on Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is enough time. It's a lot of time. To dedicate just to setting up the tables and the chairs. And then mm-hmm. that way everything is ready to go for your, for the decor team to come in and, and set everything up as needed. That is a totally reasonable ask. You can do that after work so that nobody's missing out either. Cause it's also, you're also asking for people's time as well. So you want to be kind of, you know, respectful of that too. Um, so it can be done. It can be done. Well, you just got to be mindful of when you're doing it. Totally. Okay, guys, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> this got a little longer than we thought. Um, okay. Now we did focus- chat like for a bit ahead, but I think that's part of our charm. You get to know us a little better and you, you learn something. So, uh, yeah, this is a longer <laughs> podcast, but important. This is an important podcast. It is very so. important. Very, very important. Okay. So now we're going to focus on the actual day itself. So Trina, if you want to start off with the first one. Sure. So, um, a great way on the wedding day to include a loved one is to allow for some quiet time in the morning, 
kind of the calm before the storm. So mm-hmm. a great example is a bride uh, and friend of mine, Steph. Uh, she got married uh, in the height of the pandemic with only 10 people allowed at her ceremony. Mm-hmm. And her maid of honors were not able to attend the wedding. So she had the maid of honors attend, uh, be with her while she was getting ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the two of them read their maid of honor speeches to her while she was getting like her hair and makeup Mm -hmm. done uh so so that yeah so that they couldn't be there at the ceremony but they were present with her in the moment Mm -hmm. um and spent and got to spend that time with her that they might not have got that opportunity at the wedding so Mm -hmm. same you know that can apply to your big day but you want to have some quiet time with like a friend or like your mom then that'd be a good opportunity to take Mm -hmm. that even a, a great kind of role for groom's parents is to host their kid and groom's and party for a brunch mm-hmm. right because then you're in a home it's warm and inviting it's comfortable there's food they're hosting you know five or six guys and they're pretty happy right like they're mm-hmm. in their own environment their own home so it's gonna you know teeter into the day but then mom and dad get that opportunity to spend time with their kid and their friends mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah you know, while they're getting ready and all the hustle and bustle for the house so things like yeah, that yeah. for sure absolutely uh, the next one is, uh, so, so traditionally, traditionally, the dad would walk the bride down the aisle, but maybe you want to have both of your parents walk you down mm-hmm. the aisle or maybe, or, um, a representative, like if you have someone else who would be in the sort of the same position, um, mm-hmm. maybe it could be a grandparent, maybe it could be an uncle, maybe it could be a sibling, maybe, um, mm-hmm. It's a nice way to incorporate them into the into the day, and what like it's such a um, it's such a special moment because you're physically like walking they're walking you down the aisle to like your person like that's such a really cool moment. So, um, and it, it's a great way to um, incorporate maybe if you have a blended family. So maybe you're you know we had one couple last year, and um, right in the middle of right at the beginning of COVID, and she has a blended family mom and step and mom and dad have both remarried and they're actually they're very well behaved together they're all they're all friends all buddy buddies but she's like I grew up with both my stepmom and my stepdad and I still want to honor them as I'm walking down the aisle so what we ended up doing was we had one set of parents walk her down to halfway down the aisle and at the halfway point we had the second set of parents to walk her down the rest of the way so then that way you're she was able to kind of acknowledge and honor both sides of her family so, um, so that was something that was like, oh, that's such a really cool idea. So it worked out for us. We were actually in a big, beautiful field and, um, there was space for the second set to be like waiting halfway and it didn't look like totally awkward. You might want to reconsider if you're, if you're doing a church wedding and you're like, we're just kind of hanging out mid aisle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it is a really great way to be able to kind of honor both sides of your family. If you come from a blended family and you're like, how do I, I want them both to walk me down. How do I do that? That might be a great idea. Or, you know, it just actually reminded me of another wedding we did where she had a dad and a stepdad Mm -hmm. and the dad walked her down the aisle and her stepdad signed her marriage certificate. So that is a great way to include both Mm -hmm. parties in a a nice way. And that is also a nice way to include someone that you love is to have them sign your marriage license because Mm -hmm. you don't, it doesn't need to be your maid of honor and best man. It could be your mom's, your grandma, it could be anybody. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it could be a stranger. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Sometimes it is. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this is my Favorite, favorite piece of advice. You know, our clients pay us for this advice, this specific piece of your wedding day that uh, can make or break your wedding day is that get, okay, so the title is get someone else to manage the food and drinks for the day. So like I said earlier, one component is get your parents uh, to handle breakfast in the morning, 
for the wedding party at their house or however that may look. Another, you could also get your um, your wedding party to be responsible for bringing some food to the hotel room when the girls are getting ready with hair and makeup. So the kind of big thing here is assign this role of food to somebody else, okay. <laughs> not you. But if you have a wedding party of 10 people, maid of honor and best man are typically busy with kind of the more immediate stuff. Put the other eight people to work. Yes. <laughs> you know, you get to be in this wedding party and be glorified. Then get me some sandwiches for my morning. <laughs> Go to Starbucks and get the Starbucks run because they don't have anything else to do, but get ready and be on their phone. So here is a list of Starbucks orders that I need you to go get. My sisters were quite young when I got married. They were 14. So obviously they couldn't pay for it, but I gave them a Starbucks gift card and I was like, go ham and go get us some coffee. Yeah, we need, yeah, exactly. Be the snack bitches that I know you guys can be. Like own it, snack ladies. Bitch. Own it. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I say that jokingly, but absolutely. That's such a great way to kind of incorporate them. And again, it's something that's like minimal. It's easy for them to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to get them to like pre-order, you know, something beforehand and you can get the limo to like, you know, go and stop off at the Savons or you're like, we got a bunch of sandwiches. We need to go grab them. Pull over. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, make yeah, that or happen. I always say like, uh, so you're got, you're got your hair and makeup done at the hotel and you guys mm-hmm. are doing your first look. Okay, now we're all going to go on the limo. And we're all going to boot around town. We're going to have super much fun like on this ride. So I say get someone from the wedding parties to pack a cooler of food and mm-hmm. pack a cooler of drinks and assign mm-hmm. them to different people or get them to pair up because most of the wedding parties know each other, right? So guys are pretty fine bringing the beers. Okay, maybe you bring the beers and you bring bottled water because bottled water is very important <laughs> on your wedding day. Hydration. Yes. And then have snacks that are easy. You know, you're not fucking impressing the queen here. You just need functional food that goes in your body. Protein, you need fats. It's all you need. A sandwich with no mustard because we can't have the stains just show up on your dress. We're going with mayo only or dry. (laughs) Dry sandwich. You don't need to to reinvent the wheel. We just need functional food for people to pop in their mouth Mm. and continue moving at a happy pace because I've seen wedding parties jump off that limo starving just like and irritated and they still have shit they got to do they got to go to the whole wedding they've been working you know all morning having fun but it's still a lot of stuff so if that limo is packed with two coolers that people can just grab shit out of well you're already in a better place for it oh yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah, for sure clear liquids like cannot emphasize that enough you know packs of almonds from the dollar store granola bars things that don't stain um pieces of cheese. And yeah, like Kelly was saying earlier, is that Savon actually has platters that you can pre-order and you can send someone to go get those. They can mm-hmm. already be pre-paid for and they're very simple they're, <laughs> to get. They're very delicious. They they yeah. work in a pinch and you mm-hmm. will have very, very happy and cooperative people once you fed them. Yeah. Or That's we've said thing. this before is that you can, um, I know on Skip the Dishes, you can pre-order your stuff. So for our team, I actually pre-order usually Subway and I get it brought to the venue so that they can have food. So if you wanted to pre-order a bunch of McDonald's or something yes. and have it delivered to, you know, the, um, like the hotel or have it dropped into the limo, like a bag of cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets would be the best wedding party photo experience. <laughs> that would be so good. That would be right? so good. Like if your wedding party jumped on the limo and there's just a bunch of McDonald's, like you know how happy those photos are going to be? <laughs> Chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. And, and no, no sauce on the cheeseburger. But anyway, yeah. you get the point. So yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is, um, I like this one. This mm-hmm. is wearing something that is theirs. So um 
So when actually when Rial and I, when we eloped, I actually was wearing my grandfather's watch. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> it was a really, really nice watch. And I don't think he realized how expensive this was. And he used to wear it in construction all the time. So I'm not talking like Rolex quality, but we're talking like it was a really nice watch. And he, it had scratches all over and I, I, I have it. It's my, it's my keepsake for my grandpa. So that was something that I wore. Um, I know some people have had, you know, they, they, um, my friend, when she got married, she had a gold necklace from her grandmother. She's like, it doesn't necessarily uh-huh. like fit with my overall look but I still want to wear it. And so she actually had it woven into her hair. She had her hair half oh. down. So that was like a really great way to incorporate grandma into her, mm-hmm. um, into her overall look. But if you've got, you know, maybe some jewelry, maybe it's um, maybe for guys, maybe it's, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm gapping on the term. Um, what is the pocket thing? Squares or... Not pocket squares. What is the oh, thing? Oh, cufflinks. Thank cuff you. Cufflinks. Yeah. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, <laughs> cufflinks, for example, maybe those have been in passed down or anything like that. Like that's where that whole like something borrowed, something blue kind of thing comes from. Some old and new. Maybe that's where you incorporate that sort of that little rhyme in there. But wearing something of theirs is kind of a nice way to honor them too. So. I agree. Another way to honor them is allow those awful parent dances that you were not looking forward to happen. It it oh, it is so awkward, but like parents have this in their heart to have a first dance, and you know what? Just just fucking give it to them. Just like what? It. What is the sweat off your back besides this awkward sway? And you know, people are looking at you. They'll remember it for the rest of their life. So just yeah. give them that, okay? And oh, little yeah. trick, yeah, oh, cut it. Cut the song halfway through. Just tell the DJ. Don't let him play it out. Play it out after the first chorus and just cut it and fade away. And then there's a lovely, you know, clap and and a nice hug. And there's a beautiful picture. And that memory will live on forever of two minutes of your goddamn life. So just (laughs) let them have the parent dances. (laughs) Having like both parents. So you could have like, like his, her dad and his mom, if you guys wanted to, to do it together. So then it's not the also the awkward, like you know, I'm just, I'm just here with my dad. Everyone's watching me cry as my dad's swaying back and forth. And it's like, okay, well, you know, then that way it's like, okay, well, why don't we have something slightly peppier? And why don't we have, you know, the groom and his mom dancing and the bride and her dad dancing. And it's only a minute, maybe 45 seconds. And there you go. That's it. Minute of your life. Yeah. Okay. Just saying there's worse things you can be doing with that time frame. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, yeah, so this is a great one that we actually, uh, you know, tell guests all the time is that sometimes you provide your bar or you provide your decor and those physical items need to get to the venue in the morning so that vendors such as ourselves can set them up or, you know, dole them out in a, an appropriate task, right? So, uh, for example, white wine needs uh, two hours to chill and champagne, I think, needs... I hear four, but I, I don't think that's right. Anyway, I know kegs have to sit for at least four hours. I say a day because they're foamy. But regardless, the alcohol needs to get from your house to the venue. And with our insurance specifically, and I know a lot of vendors are like this, is we're not allowed to transfer the liquor the liquor that's going to the event. We can manage it and that can get all sorted with licensing, but we physically cannot move the alcohol from point mm-hmm. A to point B from what mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, the next one you can do is um, get them to provide desserts. Now, if you come from an ethnic background, like myself. Um, so for example, my uncle, when he got married many, 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 many moons ago, he, uh, my, my grandmother actually provided the dessert buffet because they weren't a, they weren't a Portuguese catering company. And my grandmother's like, hold the phone. We are not, not having our traditional sweets and all of our stuff. So she actually, my grandmother (laughs) ended up making all the desserts and the catering company was like, 
do you do you have time to work for us? Like these are so delicious. This is so amazing. And for her, she was like puffed up like a peacock. She was just so <laughs> like, oh, of course, of course, this is for my son. And she's so proud. And she was able to show off. And it was just a really great way for her to just to feel really involved in the day because because it was a bit of a destination wedding and there really was no way for her to be, to incorporate. She loves, she loves baking. It's literally, she does, she loves it and she's good at it. So it made sense to incorporate her in that way. Maybe you have family members that maybe you have, um, maybe you're Persian, maybe you're Indian, maybe you're um, like, regardless of what your background is, maybe if you have something that is very traditional to you, that maybe your catering cannot do for you, then maybe that's when you get your family to, to make those desserts or make those additions to the dessert table. Or, or, you know, we had one, um, we, we've talked about this a few times. We had a wedding a few years ago where, um, they were, the mom wanted to make this traditional fruitcake as a mm-hmm. favor for everyone. Well, she only mm-hmm. made enough for like half the guests, which yeah. was actually portioned perfectly, but yes. it was something important for her to incorporate because it's traditional for them to give away as their as their wedding you know gifts and things. So maybe that's something that you can incorporate with your with your family. You can ask them if they wanted to be part of that. It is a bit of an ask because imagine you are baking <laughs> a lot <laughs> right beforehand. Um, but maybe that's a really great way to incorporate. Maybe you've got aunties or maybe grandparent grandmothers or things like that. Maybe that's how you can incorporate them. So. I'm all, I'm all about the homemade desserts. So delicious. Oh, that, but you just got to make sure it's okay with your venue because there's usually some stipulations there, but most of the time it's totally fine. Yeah, you just gotta try. it's yeah. true. Actually. I remember when we used to, used to work in catering, we'd have some people that wanted to bring in their own homemade desserts. And we usually always used to say dessert, you know, as long as there's a sign there identifying that it is not from the catering company, just so that they can kind of disassociate Cover a little bit legally Cover their yeah. li- liability reasons but as long as it's like you know lovingly provided by so and so and so and so then then people appreciate it more so yes uh another one is if they can't be in the wedding party which happens a lot just because uh either you have a small wedding party or you just can't make the numbers work have them officiate or MC. now mm-hmm. here in canada you cannot just get an ordained minister to marry you <laughs> but you can certainly have a person take that role to present you as husband and wife, but mm-hmm. have someone else on the back end or the morning or after the ceremony offic- legally do that bit. Mm-hmm. And it is quite an honor to have that opportunity as a friend to present you for the first time as husband and wife in front of mm-hmm. your um, your guests. So that is a nice way to do it or MC. Now these roles require work. So just bear in mind that <laughs> you are putting your friends to work, but they are in the spotlight and Usually people are fine with that. So yeah, yeah that's a yeah. nice way you can do that's it. That's a nice one. Uh, the next one here I love doing. I think it's so sweet. And it's, again, it kind of goes back to the original, like the private moment in the morning um, mm-hmm. is to do a private first look with just your parents. Um, I think with your whole day, of course, it's a, it's just crazy. Like you're go, 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 go. So you don't really have that opportunity to, to once you're all dressed up and, you know, once you're all ready to go, that you have that quick moment with like mom and dad or, you know, whoever your, your, your guardians are, whoever your family is. So it's always so nice that, that they get to kind of see that and have that like really quick, even if it's five minutes of, of having that kind of moment together. So doing a first, a private first look with like just your parents is such a beautiful and sweet way to like, let them know that like, Hey, You'll always be the first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is one we advocate for all the time is that you need to make time for family photos. Now we say oh, do yeah. this right after your ceremony and we preface that family photos are the most brutal day of your time of your day. Like they. <laughs> it's tough. It's, they, we're not going to lie. <laughs> they just 
suck. Like you're standing there smiling, thirsty and wanting to go join your friends and family to eat. But these photos are important. They are important to captivate that in this moment in time, these people dressed up and were in the room at the time that you got married. So years from now, you can see like, oh, there's this set of family that joined us or they came from Mm -hmm. out of town or look how little like, you know, uh, the baby was now he's 10 kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but make sure you have a list and make sure someone's yelling off that list and just get them done as fast as possible. But you have to, you have to make time for the family photos Mm -hmm. and get your parents input. So like, you know, does this work for you? And then adjust it as needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is kind of going back a little bit to, I mean, we already sort of talked a little bit about speeches and offering like first right of refusal for family to, um, to speak, of course, but mm-hmm. you also have to remember to honor those people during your speech that helped mm-hmm. you to get to where you are. So that's always something really, really nice to incorporate. And, and I feel like most people usually remember to thank mom and dad, um, it's like a glorified Oscars speech. And of course we're just thinking Oscars cause it just happened this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to be able to be thanking all those people that kind of brought you to where you are in this moment. So that's a really great way as well as during your thank speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of to round off the ways you can include your guests is that when the reception starts and guests are coming in for cocktail hour, there is often a space where you can pop your gift cards um, that guests have brought, you know, mm-hmm. and nine times out of 10, there's money in there, right? Mm-hmm. So we always encourage someone to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. So they are the guests that are standing, they are a person, possibly someone from the wedding party or a friend, or maybe um, we have, actually, we have a lot of police officer couples this year. So we said, yeah. give us of the many police officers that are at this wedding and get them to stand at your your, your um, card box because, you know, people aren't going to steal the cards, but it's nice to maybe put that extra layer of security in. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, it's always, and we always like to suggest like if there's any, you know, obviously we sure a police officer if they're in the crowd that's great or mm-hmm. um just having somebody present you could have it's like those like those 13 year olds that are yes. invited to the wedding yeah. they can't drink but they're too little to rip around so like what do you get mm-hmm. them to do have them at the welcome table it's a great way to welcome people of course but also mm-hmm. to kind of babysit the card box a little bit i will never forget the mother that i had that walked around with the cards in her purse and i said what well, would you <laughs> you know the bridal room is is locked would you like to leave that there she's like nope that's okay i'll just walk around with it so she was on the dance floor with holding her purse she's <laughs> like nobody is touching these gifts and i was like well done mom <laughs> well that's the flip side is assign someone to take the cards at the end of the night yes. and get them to collect it right after dinner because they're just be sitting there and we don't want that we want to remove them from the elements as much as we can so mm-hmm. um, get assign someone it's usually a parent or a aunt or uncle uh, that is sober or is going to stay sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that's going to take those cards for you on your behalf or make sure they get to your hotel room or you can collect it the next day. It's just, it's a, it's a big responsibility, but it is an important task mm-hmm. to um, assign to someone. So mm-hmm. that's a good way to include people too. Yeah. Uh, we can go on for so many other reasons, but these are kind of the main highlights that we wanted to dive in. And of course we talked on and on, but we hadn't talked for like a month. So <laughs> this is why the podcast is extra long. <laughs> um, here are your main takeaways that we want you to remember when you are asking your friends and family to help you is Mm -hmm. you want to bring a lot of I statements in. I want you to make a speech is great because that is very clear. And I want you to be included by giving a speech. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or the other one is I want you to MC the event. It would mean so much to me to have your voice as the Morgan Freeman narration for my day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And this is when 
that you use this I statement when uh, they want to get a little too involved and you need to rear back is you say, I want you to host our guests and make sure they are comfortable. Because when they're talking about, I want to light candles, I want to set up decor, I want to um, DJ, well, that's not what you want in your heart. I want you to host our guests. I think if you right. put it delicately that way, then they can be like, oh, you are right. I should host our guests. I, I have that role and responsibility because they'd be thinking like, well, I'm not going to do anything. You are busy at a wedding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not in the way absolutely. you think a traditional busy is. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think the last one is, um, I really need you to support me emotionally through the day. If you have a very... Um, dominant maternal person in your life mom you know it's not speaking from experience if you've got a mom that really really wants to be like don't worry I will take care of the planning I will do this I will do that I will do whatever look her in the eyes hold her hands and say mom I really need you to be there for me to support me during the day I cannot have you distracted with catering or dj or ice or whatever like i want you to be to be with me for as much as possible because i want you also to enjoy the day and the one thing we always forget is that and this is actually we always ask our clients why did you get a planner and the response is always 50 percent. i don't want my mom to stress out because if mom is stressed out the bride is stressed out if the bride is stressed out her face it shows in all of her photos and we say this all the time but you cannot photoshop a smile you cannot Photoshop you cannot. those angry eyebrows away. You cannot. So, <laughs> you cannot. So please, please, if you if you really like just reinforce that, like I want you to enjoy the day and I want you to be there to help support me emotionally, she can't say no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we hope you learned a lot and took our ranting too hard. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it all comes from a place of love. <laughs> all from a place of love. You know, you only get one shot at a wedding so mm-hmm. maybe twice but mostly yeah. once <laughs> so we want you to make sure it feels right so again until next time guys take care bye Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.